sharing news and community information that truly matters to you for Michiana. This is Michiana 101 with Sylvia Stark. As school is approaching, let's be cautious as we watch for kids and students to get ready to cross the bus. Here is a information about school bus safety enforcement campaign that is underway in the state of Indiana. As students head back to school, state and local law enforcement agencies are reminding motorists to stop for school buses or face the consequences. Over the next couple of months, officers will be increasing patrols to prevent stop arm violations, speeding, and other forms of reckless driving around school buses and in school zones. More than 2,000 agencies are planning to participate in the back to school stop arm violation enforcement campaign. The overtime patrols are funded by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration through grants administered by the Indiana Criminal Justice Institution. Drivers who illegally pass a stopped school bus or speed in the school zone need to be held accountable, says Governor Eric Hogan. We owe it to our kids to make sure they get home safely. Every driver needs to do their part by paying attention, slowing down, and protecting school children and buses. Despite thousands of motorists being cited under the SAFE program, unsafe driving on school buses continues to be a concern, according to state officials. In April, thousands of bus drivers participated in a one-day observational survey counting 2,041 stop on violations in Indiana. The one-day total when multiplied by the number of school days adds up to potential 367,380 violations throughout the school year. The fact is we still have people willing to put students and best drivers at risk is the reason this campaign necessary, said Devon McDonald. Still law enforcement can't be everywhere, so drivers need to do the right thing and I just said caution around buses. Students' lives depend on it. The newly released data comes from the National School Bus Illegal Passing Driver Survey, which is managed by the Indian Department of Education in the state. The survey has been conducted annually since 2011 but was put on hold for the past two years due to the pandemic. This year, collection took place on April 26, with 6,665 bus drivers participating from 195 school districts. In order for any Indiana students to learn, they must be able to drive, travel safely to and from school, said Dr. Katie Jerner, Indiana Secretary of Education. That task is faithfully led by school transportation professionals across the state, but they can't leave this important work alone. Anytime you see a school bus, please slow down. Pause for all, stop arms, and be mindful that there may be young children near the road. To prevent unsafe driving, officers will use a range of enforcement strategies from high visibility patrols to police spotters on buses. For each jurisdiction, officers will coordinate with a local bus drivers and school transportation officials with efforts concentrating in the morning and afternoon hours. Agencies will also be working to raise awareness about the importance of school bus safety and following the law. Drivers should slow down and prepare to stop when the overhead lights on a school bus are flashing yellow. Once the lights turn red and the stop on a stint, drivers are required to stop on all roads with one exception. On highways divided by a physical barrier, such as a concrete wall or grassy median. And the vehicles traveling in the same direction as the school bus are required to stop. Motorists should also be mindful of post speed limits 
and avoid distractions and watch for children in or near school and residential areas. Planning ahead and allowing extra time during each commute will help keep all road users safe. Disregarding a school bus stop arm is a class A infraction. Violators could pay a fine up to $10,000, have their license suspended for up to 90 days, the first offense or up to a year for the second. For additional school bus safety, you can visit www.nhtsa.gov. And that is coming from an1050.com out of Plymouth. And that out of Plymouth, we are representing Plymouth today, WTCA AM 1050. Sometimes it takes a special person to make a difference in the lives of kids and teens everywhere. Here is a little segment about the most dangerous school in America and how that principal has turned around the school completely. One of the most dangerous schools in America. The threat of violence overshadowed the promise of education. Children defying the odds and a new principal trying to turn the place around. Principal Wayman is the fourth principal the school has seen in four years. Because I love these students dearly, I'll just volunteer. But when I walked in there, it was more than I bargained for, though. Switchblades and fistfights a daily concern. Somebody thought it was cute to start on fire. This gentleman said, don't you know we do what we want? I might not be able to get him in Harvard, but I can give him some hope. While she's more worried about her student's safety. Each day gets scarier. A student threatens her life. You need a motherfucking bullet in your head. Released from a juvenile facility. He was so violent, and that scared me to death. Being suspended for beating up so many children, we didn't know what to do. And we were getting more and more concerned. What's up? His behavior, we could not control. Ms. Jackson, can you hear me? The outcome that astonished us all. I need some officers on these kids. How did the first day of school turn tragic? Shortly after I walked into my new school, a huge fight broke out among the girls. After things were quickly under control, I immediately called a meeting in the school's auditorium to introduce myself. I started listing as forcefully as I could. My expectations for their behavior when all of a sudden, a girl way in the back of the auditorium, she stood up and she said, Miss! Why do you keep calling this a school? This is not a school. And the violence still was not society. And we were getting more and more concerned. Each day it gets scarier. Somebody just thought it was cute to start on fire. To the one day the kid said, you need a mother in your head. Just said to, to me, was that I have a bullet with your name on it. I know guns are really accessible in this neighborhood, so I don't think that it's unreasonable that he can get his hand on a gun and shoot me. That was the first time that I woke up and said, Man, I, don't, I don't know what you've done here because your kids are going to be without a mother. And that scared me to death. Now, I really wasn't 
keen on non-violent assembly programs for a violent school, they came in, they showed a film. I don't know where they got this film from, but it was a true reenactment of the Columbine school shooting. So I'm sitting there along with my staff and we're absolutely horrified and scared to death. When I heard this outburst of laughter and I was shocked and I said, you gotta talk to me about why you're laughing at something so horrific. And one of the girls in a sweet voice, she said, Miss Wayne, do you really think that was something? She said, we see that every night on our block. That's nothing compared to what we see. I understood. I understood why there was so much violence. Because the kids were in a deep state of despair. They were so traumatized by their own lives, they could not even feel for others. I knew the only way to turn this school around was to love those children for who they were. You're great this morning, young people. I love to see you smiling. I love to see you happy. I want you to be happy today, tomorrow, and forever. And remember, young people, if nobody didn't tell you they loved you today, you remember I do, and I always will. People would say to me, how could you love children like that? Look at them. I had one particular student released from a juvenile facility that was assigned to my school my first year at Strawberry Mansion High School. He was so violent. His behavior, we could not control. After being suspended for beating up so many children, we didn't know what to do. So one day I said to him, I'm gonna sign you up for a program. He was our star football player, leading us to a winning record of 8-0. What are we telling out? Now I don't know what are we? We're undefeated. Conversation. He said, Mrs. Wayman, one day I'm going to the University of Pittsburgh. I said, have you ever been to the University of Pittsburgh? He said, no. I only saw it on television. As soon as I left my office, I called my counselor. I said, plan a trip to the University of Pittsburgh. She said, for well, how many students? I said, one. He graduated this coming June. He was honored with a leadership award. 55 out of 92 senior students have been accepted into college. But for some, that's not enough. They can't afford the deposit fees guaranteeing their place, like senior Christine Holland. If I had the um, $550 to go to Philadelphia University, I would go. <laughs> you know, I, love I might not be able to get him in Harvard. But I can't give him some hope. 
And God, don't underestimate the power of hope because when children have hope, they can succeed. Four years later, she was given a full scholarship by Philadelphia University. And so Wayman whispered once again what she used to say to all the kids. And remember, if nobody told you they loved you today, well, I do. And I always do. People gonna tell you sometimes that you're nothing. People gonna tell you you can't get up, and you're gonna say, yes, I can. And if nobody else expects me to do so, I expect for you to do so. I just believe my calling. And I believe my whole life journey is for me to try to help them the best that I can. I truly believe it. When we are faced with unbelievable challenges, we must stop and ask ourselves, so what? story how a principal turned around a whole entire school that was deemed the most dangerous school in America it is up to us to make a difference in the lives of these children teens and beyond so they can achieve the dreams that they want to become we ask that the Lord be with all these children this year as they go back to school Protect them from whatever circumstances they're facing. Be the ones who need to make a friend. And we know sometimes it's hard. But with every ounce that they have, they will prevail. That is a perfect example of how to make a life and a difference of a kid. Both here, now, and forever. It is time to highlight some small businesses. The first one is Fringo Salon, and they are located at 4000 East Bristol Street, U Unit 2, Elkhart, Indiana. And their phone number for them is 574-266-5552. The Awakening Well in downtown Elkhart is located at 130 South Main Street. They have been in service since 2015, and their mission is to awaken hearts, enlighten minds, and empower lives. And they take pride on being a non-judging and loving environment, welcome of all works of life. The number for them is 574-226-6435. For more information, you can look at www.theawakeningwilm.com. And coming into us, Edwardsburg, Michigan is perfectly executed parties and planning, and they are located at 
574-350-6151. Upcoming Niles Scream Park will open September 9th at 8 p.m. Tickets will go live in early August. And their address is 855 Mayflower Road in Niles, Michigan. Take care and support the small businesses in and around your local area. Looking for just that neat item? Can't find it anywhere at the big stores? Well, drop by B4 Retail Discount Store located at 23440 US 33 in Dunlap South of Elkhart. They have items at reduced prices. Hey, they're on Facebook too. Open Monday through Friday 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and weekends 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's B4 Retail Shop here in Dunlap. D&M Resale Shop locates at 915 Baldwin Street Unit 1 in Elkhart is your unique store that is just like a garage sale, but inside a store. Great items for you and your home. It's a store of love run by a local pastor. D&M Resale is open Tuesday through Fridays 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Saturdays 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. For more information, call 219-229-1220. That's D&M Resale Shop in the City with a Heart. There are many flea stores in Michiana, but not many have over 30 vendors under the same roof. If you seek wide variety, then Fresh Start Flea Market is the place that's a little bit of something for everyone. It is located at 722 Bristol Street on the north side of Elkhart. One of the cool vendor shops inside is La Chica. Lots of jewelry from Mexico. The hours are Wednesday through Sunday 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. They are on Facebook under Fresh Start Flea Market and La Chica Store. The phone number to call is 574-214-4862. Fresh Start Flea Market in La Chica Store. Next Reality Studios and Innovation Center is Michiana's choice for virtual reality. Located in Goshen at the warehouse of the old dot bag factory, this business offers virtual reality gaming and much more. Civic groups can use the Innovation Center with over 20,000 square feet of space for trainings. For more, go to their Facebook page. Next Reality Studios and Innovation Center. WNDU, Trisha Slama, would like to bring awareness to the memory of Aaron Edwards as the special event returned to Argos, Indiana. Let's take a listen of how you can help her out. Families who have a loved one with epilepsy. Yeah, epilepsy is a common neurological disorder that can cause seizures, confusion, and in rare cases, sudden death. Trisha Sloma tells us how one family wants more research to prevent such a devastating loss. Erin Edwards was home from college in the fall of 2020 when she took a nap and never woke up. She had suffered an epileptic seizure. The shocking loss stunned her family, but through their grief, they're raising funds and awareness so that more research can be done to cure epilepsy. Fun Love 
loving and fiercely loyal, Erin Edwards was a devoted friend and daughter. That was just how my daughter was. She was always helping everyone, and I don't want another family to go through this. Erin died in her sleep at the age of 20. She had only been diagnosed with epilepsy a few months before. Some have described it as the brain just shuts down. Erin uh, had no other bad seizures. She had one. She was on track with her medication. She, she was doing it all right. Medical professionals have a name for this sudden fatal epileptic event. SUDEP. SUDEP is sudden unexpected death in epilepsy. Londa Aldridge is a family friend and nurse practitioner. It's just what we consider in the medical world a, a medical zebra. Um, we don't know exactly what it is and, and that's our mission is to raise that awareness so that hopefully more funding can be centered towards some way of preventing this from happening to another unfortunate family. I wear purple for my sister. To help raise funds, Erin's family will hold a memorial walk, just like they did last year. It was amazing. The turnout, we had over 150 people, and we raised $8,633. That got the attention of the Epilepsy Foundation and other professionals. Karen and Londa were invited to speak at a state coroner's conference this year. I shared my story of Erin and her history. And Aldridge helped with the medical information. So just getting that suit up label on the death certificate, we'll file it with the CDC and provide us with a more accurate number. To help solve the mysteries of epilepsy and SUDEP. Why? I still don't know why. I still don't understand it, but that's why I do this, because I want someone to figure it out one day. I'm Trisha Sloma, 16 News Now. The second annual walk for a cure for epilepsy in memory of Erin Edwards will take place Saturday, August 13th at 10 a.m. at Argus Community Park. It's a three-mile walk. There will be food vendors, a bake sale, t-shirts, and bracelets for sale. Proceeds will help the epilepsy foundation, and we have a link to register or donate. Just head to our website and click on this story. Education. That is another way for us to help out individuals who are suffering from epilepsy down in Argos, Indiana. respond to a mental health crisis. The story's new for you tonight, a rally focusing on how the police engage a community member in distress. Faith in Indiana held a vigil less than 72 hours after Dante Cottrell was shot by South Bend police officers. Mayor James Mueller calling the tragic loss of a 51-year-old a shock. WSBT 22's Ronnie Doss is at the live desk tonight. Ronnie, community and faith leaders are demanding change after this deadly incident. They say their concern is that police are trained to use military-style operations in response to mental health crises. We want justice for all those affected by mental illness. South Bend community members rally after they say a 51-year-old man suffering from a mental health crisis was unjustly killed. The vigil was days after police shot and killed Dante Cottrell, who had a handgun and threatened to commit suicide. After nearly 40 minutes of negotiations, officers say Cottrell pointed the gun at the police. 
It resulted in South Bend SWAT shooting him in an open field behind a local elementary school. These children, to have this in the shadow of where they go to school, of where they live, uh, makes me mourn for innocence lost. Kevin Hawkins brought his family with him to attend the Pray Act Change Vigil. He says he wants to lead by example, so his son knows that instead of tragedy causing division in our community, we can all rally together to be peacemakers. I want my son to be a better man than I. So I want to show him everything that we need to invest in, in as far as our hearts are and our faith is in our community and the people in our community. The event was held by Faith in Indiana, who say they are heartbroken by the loss of life. They want the city to invest 10% of the police budget for licensed mental health professionals to help de-escalate situations where a member of the community is in distress. All these things are critical because we need to be much more sensitive to people in crisis. You don't deal with uh, people in crisis with violence. We need trained professionals. Faith leaders hope the police are better equipped with resources, so the next prayer doesn't include releasing balloons for a victim of a mental health crisis. The city will host a community action group to discuss crisis procedures on Tuesday, August 25th. Once officials release the time and location, we'll let you know. At the Live Desk, I'm Ronnie Doss, WSBT 22 News. little more community events are happening rise up and walk church will be having a block party on saturday august 20th from 11 a.m to 3 p.m and they are located at 1116 violets road elkhart indiana the phone number for them is 574-370-3757 there will be some food bounce house water slides as well as some face painting and other things happening. That is at Rise Up and Walk Church on Saturday, August 20th. Michigan residents, the Salvation Army of Niles, Michigan, located at 424 North 5th Street, will have a backpack giveaway August 10th through 12th from 9 to 11 a.m. and 1 to 3. The phone number for more information will be 269-684-2660. And they are asking you to bring birth certificates or social security cards for proof of children. And you will receive a backpack with basic school supplies. Crossroads United will have a 12th annual great race, cardboard boat race. And that will happen August 19th at LaSalle Bristol Pond starting at 3 p.m. The food trucks will be available at 11 a.m. Take care and have a wonderful day. You have been listening to Michiana 101 with Sylvia Stark. If you have a story or item to share, message her on our Facebook group, News Source 1 Michiana. Until next time, remember to stay safe and most importantly, Jesus loves you. Accept him as your Lord and Savior.